Hey everybody, you are listening to the Refuge Live podcast, live from the sanctuary of the Temple of Refuge in West Memphis, Arkansas. Let's go now into the sanctuary and hear what it is that God has to say. All right. Nehemiah 6. Hallelujah. Starting at verse 1. Hallelujah. Nehemiah 6, starting in verse 1, it says, When Samballot, Tobiah, and Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and that there were no more breaks in it. Somebody said, no more cracks. Even though I hadn't yet installed the gates. Verse 2. Sanballat and Geshem sent this message. Come and meet us with Kipram in the valley of Ono. I knew they were scheming to hurt me. Verse 3. So I sent back. I'm just going to preach it how I feel it this morning. I sent messengers back with this. I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. Why should the work come to a standstill just so I can come down to see you? This morning, I want to talk to you all from the subject of I'm committed to finish. You want to look at somebody and tell them, neighbor, tell them I'm committed to finish. Find you one more somebody and tell them other neighbors. Tell them I'm committed to finish. Somebody's been at the edge of throwing in the towel already. But you ought to look at somebody and tell them, I don't care what it looks like. I'm committed to finish. Be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm committed to finish. It was the summer of 1992 in Barcelona. Hallelujah. Go look on that and see what it is. Something is going to be straight up. Uh, it was in Barcelona, and the Olympics just muted. Hallelujah. The Olympics 400-meter semifinal race was about to start. <laughs> Derek Richmond was at the start. R Derek Redman, excuse me, was at the starting line, fully content, conf confident as one of the favorites for a gold medal. And he was entitled to feel that way. <laughs> Seven years before, in 1985, he broke the British record for the 400-meter race. In 1986, he had already been seen as a rising star to have won the 4x400-meter relay gold medal at both the European Championships and the Commonwealth Games. And the awards kept on coming. Brian, turn that stuff off right there. But nothing comes without a price. His career was interrupted several times because of Maya injuries. Somebody say injuries. In fact, in 19, before the 1992 Summer Olympics, he had undergone eight surgeries. His mental strength and perseverance brought him back on the racetrack every single time. And so here we find ourselves in Barcelona that this was the peak of his career. When the race started, he sprinted forward, focused on getting the gold. Then something, just a little, turn it off. Okay. When something 
unforeseen happened. He tore his hamstring mid-track, fell to the ground, Jazz, but after a short moment of despair, something unbelievable happened. He gets up, Kivon, and struggles to finish the race. But not only does he finish the race, Maya, he finished the race with the aid of his father. When he falls, Fernando, his father in Barcelona jumps and runs down to the field to help his son get across the finish line. Here's the victory. Although he did not come in first, he was still committed to finish. And it's an incredible scene that sums up the power of the human spirit. When his father saw him fall, he races to the field to help him finish. And so in an interview later, Redmond says he just remembers telling his dad, just get me back into lane five. I've got to finish this race. I've got to finish what it is I've started. And I wonder if there are some people in the room today that will say this morning, yeah, pastor, I have fallen mid-race. But if somebody could just help me get back to lane five, all the spiritual people this morning will know that five is the number of grace, which means that it may not be the way that I wanted it to be, but at least if I could just get help back up, I'm committed to finish what I started. And can I prophesy and tell you that help is on the way. Your father is headed to the field. He's headed to the place where you last slipped up. He's headed to the place where he saw you fall. And he told me to prophesy and tell you just to hold on my brother. Hold on my sister because help is on the way. You ought to look at somebody and tell them hold on my brother. Hold on my sister. Help is on the way. And if you receive that, you ought to give God a praise right there. So Nehemiah is in the process of rebuilding the wall. And the enemy is attempting to have a field day. Three enemies are attempting to have a field day. Sambalit, Geshem, and Tobiah have all been sitting back, Pastor Kim, watching the progress that Nehemiah is making. They've all been sitting back watching the progress that they've been making. And you got to understand, Alicia, that it's only when you start making great strides for God that that's when the enemy is going to come at you his hardest. It is when you start making the decision that you're going to live for God that the enemy does everything that he can to get you off course. Let me come and talk to the people that I know. It's when you decide that you're going to let Pookie and Ray Ray and them go that you start getting them texts again. Y'all, I got to say nothing. Oh, or could it be it ain't that you getting them, it's you the one sending them. Let me turn, come back. So here it is, here it is, here it is. It's when you start making strides for God. That the enemy is coming at you with every single thing that he cares. Y'all ain't got to say nothing. It's when you start making strides for God that the enemy does everything that he can to throw you off course. I 
believe it was Peter that said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. And he moved out and he stepped out and started walking on the water, Bible readers. And when he took his eyes off the Lord, that was when he started to sink. So you got to understand that God is not calling people to be distracted in this season. Let me go here. So you got to understand that what God is doing, he's calling you to do a work. And what you cannot do is be distracted when the enemy comes your way. So there are some factors that got to be considered. Do you know the story about Nehemiah and the people? They were ordinary people, Shanice. Regular folk, they were not builders. They were folk that worked at Hino. Folk that worked at Bosch. God was using ordinary people to do an extraordinary work. People that worked at Walgreens, you see what I'm saying? Folk that was in school waiting on their check. Folk waiting on their stimulus. You see what I'm saying? It was ordinary people that God was using to do an extraordinary work. But you got to understand something in our text this morning. God can use you to do a supernatural thing. All you have to do is submit yourself. Number one, we got to understand that they were an ordinary people doing an extraordinary work. I believe that this is what happened 14 years ago, Ashley. When people said, oh, he can't be nobody's pastor. He ain't been through nothing. Here it is. He ain't, he ain't lived long enough to be able to. How you going to tell somebody? How you going to encourage somebody to go through some ordinary people doing an extraordinary work? Y'all ain't got to say nothing. Here it is. He, he ain't even got a car. He don't even have a job. Here it is. But God, I had a yes, and that was all that mattered. So number one, we got to understand is that you've got to believe in what it is that you're building. In order for God to do an extraordinary work in and through your life, you got to believe in what it is that you're committed to. Here it is. I love my church, but am I committed to my church? Here it is. I love my church saying I'm going to pop by and watch the stream for a couple seconds. Commitment says I'm going to make sure that everything is intact, although we're not there this month. Here it is. You got to be committed. I know I ain't got no amens right there. But you got to be committed to what it is that you have committed, that you are accountable to. You've got to believe in what it is that you're building. And so you got to understand that you're building something. And in building something, you have to produce. Somebody say produce. Number one, you got to understand that our coming ain't just because it's Sunday and we ain't got nothing else to do. Here it is. It was not as much about building a wall as it was about building a people, Malik. Here it is. If God can build a people, the people can build anything, God. Here it is. So what you got to do is build the people. Here it is. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I'm not worried about what it is. The end result is going to happen. I'm giving God praise and structure. And I'm, I'm, I'm casting vision in the meantime. Because if you can build the people, the people can build it. Somebody say productivity. You have to believe in what it is that you are committed to. How, what are we doing in this season? Guess what? It's bigger than a t-shirt that you put on. It's bigger than a hashtag. You got to understand that what God is trying to do in our lives, he's trying to build us to be a people of faith. Here it is. So what? some people come and some people may go. It happens. We have to understand that for while we are here, we've got to be committed to finish. We've got to be committed to produce. So what they look and let them look. When we see him speak to him and keep on moving why because I cannot be distracted God help me I cannot be distracted I will not waver because I am committed to produce I am committed to finish so number one you have to believe in what you're building it's gonna make sense in a second number two
those connected to you have to believe in what you're doing. This is why, Dakota, I have a problem with people that will say, oh, that's Pastor Jarvis's church. Why? Because if I die today, this thing will still live on. Small minds will say, well, if he leave, I'm leaving too. Y'all quiet right there. Here's the truth of the matter. He ain't God. Because if the Lord leads him to go to Dallas and tells y'all to stay here, what you going to do? Well, I don't know if the pastor ain't there. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We have to understand that the day and time that we live in, let's just be honest, churches are personality driven. People come here and people go because of what, because they feel a sense of community, because of what they enjoy, because of who they enjoy. But you have to understand that guess what? You got to have people. It is not my church. God has given me an assignment, but it is not my church. But I do have to have people that are connected, that believe in what it is that we are trying to accomplish. What does that mean? I got to have people that are connected, Pastor Kim, that are willing to sow until it hurts. They got to have people that are willing to come early and are willing to leave late. And God deliver me from the people that are fickle, that are walking around and that are, that are walking around like they got my back and they have the best interest of the church at heart, but behind the scenes they have everything to say. They're not committed to leadership. They're not submitted to leadership. They want to do whatever it is that they're doing. They want to try to make decisions and they're not doing nothing. God help me. But you got to understand that you got to have people that are committed to what it is that God is trying to build. Guess what? Guess what? This is why Jesus, when it was time to work the miracle at, at, at Jairus' house, Kiosha, he took his boys with him. Why? Because he had to take people that were willing to believe in the face of uncertainty. He had to take people that were willing to believe when everybody else was doubting. They had to go in and cancel out the spirit of fear. They had to go in and cancel out the spirit of lack. They had to go in and cancel out everything that was unlike God. And sometimes you got to have people in your corner that's going to stand with your ten toes down regardless of what it looks like regardless of what folks say regardless of how they feel regardless of what they did last night I wonder if there are some people that will say I'm committed to finish pastor here it is when I signed up I gave God a yes the same way you thank God for my yes I need to be thanking God for yours and so what we got to understand the people that are connected to you, Nehemiah, have to believe in what it is that you're doing. But here's the victory, and this is where we'll shout this morning. Notice that the enemy was talking when we started reading the text. Chatter is a byproduct of progress. Chatter is a byproduct of success. You can be doing everything right, guess what, Brother Greg, and people are still gonna have something to say about it. Could be doing everything wrong and people are still gonna have something to say about it here it is so they're only talking when they're trying to stop progress and for somebody God told me to prophesy and tell you to just keep building don't worry about what folks are saying you just keep building don't worry about what folks are doing just keep building don't worry about what it is that they think and what they
they say and y'all got this going on and y'all got that going on and God is saying this morning you just keep building be not weary in well doing for in due season you shall reap if you faint not and so here it is this is why this is why when you've got people that believe in what you're doing you'll be able to rely on those who are connected to you to protect you and cover you in the process so number one, you got to be able to produce. Number two, you got to have people that will protect you. Number, let me say it again. Number one, I hope y'all are getting this this morning. Number one, you got, if I'm committed to finish, number one, I've got to produce. If I could go a step further and help, here it is, the Refuge brand speaks for itself. Oh yeah, we know that it's going to be something if y'all are attached to it. Amen, somebody. Here it is, produced. But at the same time, not only can you be producing, you got to make sure that you're protecting at the same time. You got to make sure that you're covering your church and covering your pastor at the same time. Somebody say, what are you doing? Yeah, you're part of the production. Hallelujah. But are you working behind the scene to make sure that the floors are swept? Are you working behind the scene to make sure that the lights stay on? Are you working behind the scenes? What are you doing? Yeah, everybody will fight if I told y'all that somebody tried it. Guess what? But what are we willing to, what are we doing to protect the brand? What are we willing to do to protect the vision? Here it is when you in here doing one thing and you live in another way out there God help what are you doing to protect your witness here it is yeah you the praise and worship leader yeah you the choir director in here but if your snapchat says different if your social media say I'm preaching better than y'all talking about here it is what are you doing to protect what it is that we are trying to build People say, oh, yeah, oh, you go to church? Let me move on. Number one, somebody say produce. Number two, somebody says protect. All right, and my last point is that you got to, so chatter is a byproduct of productivity. Which means that in my life, you in in regardless of knowing people are coming, you've got to keep building. You have to know that the task ahead of you is great and it has to be completed. God ain't gonna put vision out there all for you to drop it and let it down. God is not a man, right, that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Here it is with what? When the word goes out, it does what, Malik? It has to accomplish something. So somebody needs to understand this morning that the task is great, but it shall be completed. And God told me to prophesy and tell somebody that it shall come to pass. You got to understand this morning that it's going to happen as it pertains to your vision. That book that's on the inside of you, it shall come to pass. Can I prophesy, Dakota, and tell you that? you shall graduate from nursing school can I prophesy and tell you that their business it shall come forth you gotta understand that you gotta live to see it happen it's more than a shout chat God help me I wonder if there are some people that are committed to finishing this season that'll say I am the head and not the tail my business will flourish I will be what God said by any means necessary so when it gets a little rocky here I shall go on and go forth so the Lord told me to tell you uh, that you're gonna live to see it happen 
You got to live to see it happen. Don't worry about the meantime. You're gonna live to see it happen. You gotta live to see it happen. So what are you doing this season? Uh, you gotta keep on building. Uh, you gotta stay focused. Uh, you gotta keep the faith. Uh, here's my third word this morning. You got to propel. Uh, you got to keep going. Uh, propel means to uh, to drive or push uh, or cause to move uh, in a particular direction, and it's typically forward. What are you saying, Pastor Jarvis? You got to keep on going. Uh, you got to propel forward when the the winds come against you, uh, you got to keep propelling. Uh, when the rains come, uh, it don't stop your propeller. You got to understand uh, that what God is trying to do uh, is take you to another place so that you can get what it is that he has for you. Sit down, James. You've just witnessed another life-changing word here on the Refuge Live podcast. Listen, if this has been a blessing to you, do me a favor and send us a small seed on our church cash app. That's dollar sign Peculiar Church or on Giblify. You can look us up by the Temple of Refuge. Listen, we have run out of time today, but we are so grateful that you have chosen to be a part of what's going on here at the Temple of Refuge. On behalf of myself and the entire Temple of Refuge, thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.